Welcome to Do I Need Therapy? Get ready to receive valuable mental health tips and enjoy open conversations about life and love and when you need to ask for help. Let's reduce the stigma. I'm your host, Dr. April Landell, your go-to therapist for today's modern day. My guest experts and I are here to inspire you along your mental health journey and remind you, you are not alone. Hey family, this is Dr. April Andell, your friendly neighborhood psychotherapist, which is just a fancy way of saying I talk to people about what matters most to them. So in life, as a psychotherapist and human, I have particular values that I set out to always honor inside of operating in my everyday. Those values are self-care, love, mental health and wellness, and joy. But today, I wanted to share and talk about one of my topmost values of the bunch, particularly in my personal life, and that is the value of love and relationships, particularly about meditating and manifesting love. But first, I wanted to quickly shout out reviewer Jay Mazier. They write, April gives a much needed and empathetic voice to the subject of mental health. It's wonderful to hear some much needed discussion on what can be very difficult subjects. April does it with her expertise and grace. Great show. Thank you a million, Jay Mazier. I know who you are and so appreciate the support and the kind words. Big hugs to you. So to you who are listening right now, yes, you, you right now listening, your review matters too. In fact, every review matters and makes a huge difference. It helps the show grow. So even right now, this very moment, you can leave a review by visiting Apple Podcasts on your phone, your tablet, your laptop, or wherever you're listening. Just go to the show page page of Do I Need Therapy, where you see my picture, then scroll all the way down to the stars, put in your star rating, and then submit your review. It takes about two minutes, and again, it makes such a huge difference. Plus, perhaps your review will be picked for the review shout out next episode. So a couple years ago, I wrote a blog article about how to manifest love, five steps to finding your best relationship. The romantic relationship, I mean. And inside of that, I was talking to whether it was improving your current relationship, if you're in the relationship that you've always wanted right now, or if you are hoping and putting out the good vibrations for that new relationship, that new possibility of love. This topic is particularly close to my heart because I am not married with the home full of kiddos and pups like I have always dreamed. This is what I still hope and pray for will come true one glorious, beautiful day. And in those moments of keeping that hope, keeping that faith, I want to make sure that if that is something you have, don't forget to honor it. Don't forget to cherish it. Don't forget to take care of it. And for those of you who are still striving like myself, never lose the hope for it. The alternative is to quit and give up, right? And this dream of love is too great and too important to give up on. Or at least that's what I feel. George Sand wrote, there is only one happiness in this life, to love and be loved. I love that quote. George Sand was a French novelist. She was the most successful woman writer of her century. And yes, her name was George. It was her pseudonym. She was born in 1804, Amantine Lucille Aurore Dupin, and used a pseudonym because at those 
times, male writers were more respected than female writers, but she took it and just ran with it. So whenever she was writing her poetry, whenever she was writing her novels or taking part in theater, clearly you could see how romantic sentiment and love was her value in the 1800s. And don't you just love that? And her words still resonate today. So here are some more of my favorite quotes. Rumi writes, love is the whole thing and we are only pieces. David Viscott, to love and be loved is to feel the sun from both sides. Me being from Florida, California, and the Caribbean all throughout my heritage, I can certainly appreciate that one. And Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu wrote, being deeply loved by someone gives you strength, while loving someone deeply gives you courage. Also another philosopher, Greek philosopher Aristotle, he wrote, love is composed of a single soul inhabiting two bodies. Finding a person to share the rest of your life with who gets you and makes you happy, it's a great joy of life. It's a great joy of living. You know, but to some of us, that feeling is lost when it comes to good love and when it will actually happen to us, whether you are in a relationship or you're still searching for that relationship. And finding your best relationship, the kind of love that lasts, the kind of love that is healthy for both people, both parties in that relationship, it is about manifesting the type of love that you desire. So I wanted to share with you a little bit more of what I wrote in that blog, just about those five steps of how to do that. And when you're really considering that aspect of, of really what is love and how are you approaching it? How are you taking care of it? So much of it comes and circles back to you, to your desire, to your hope, your dream, and then how are you fulfilling it? The first step that you always want to consider is making sure that you are what you want to attract. And this follows, you know, that core concept of law of attraction. Yeah. I actually really do appreciate the law of attraction. I see its positive and its negatives, its, its pros and its cons. On one hand, it could be these empty wishes that you're putting out into the world. But on another hand, it really teaches you to focus on the positive and to trust in your higher power that things will work out and it'll work out in accordance to the dream of the life that you want to create. So for that, it's an idea that we attract what we focus on right? We attract what we put our energy, our time, our mentality into. Our thoughts are that powerful. And inside of journeys like that, soon you could, could easily recognize more positive things happening each day. In the case of love, instead of actively looking for a relationship just to have a relationship, focus on what matters most to you. What are your values? What are your core principles in life? What is your character that you always want people to understand about you because you are exhibiting it? You are exemplifying that particular part of you that shines. Work on being the person you want to be in your dream relationship before you have that relationship. And a part of that attracting what you want, give your energy to the things that you care about. 
and you'll naturally begin to start attracting and being around others who share your values and your interests. Perhaps those are moments where we end up hopefully running into the loves of our lives, right? So instead of believing a partner will make you a better person or fill in any gaps in your life, it's important to start being that person now to you, to yourself. Now you fill in those gaps in yourself today you become what you are missing in life. And in that portion of how you go throughout your life, how you are fulfilling who you are, you become what you want to attract. And then you live as if you already feel the love and affection that you want to feel. Focus on finding what makes you happy and being your best self right now. And then you'll be ready for that relationship when it does arrive. When it arrives, it will be beautiful. Step number two that I wrote about was understand who you want to attract. And this is a very common misnomer. This is a very common factor that I experience with my clients, particularly when we're talking about dating. What type of person do you want to be in a relationship with, right? More of us than not forget to actually think about this before we go out dating, right? Before we go out into that world of looking for someone or before we actually end up deciding of being in a relationship. Who do we want to be in a relationship with? So take some time to think about what matters most to you and make a list of qualities that are, that are important to you in an ideal partner right? The things that complement you, the things that encourage you, the things that help you thrive, the things that make you feel beautiful, the things that you enjoy doing and love to share with another person. Make a list of those things and start attaching those values and qualities to that kind of person. For example, you might list what's important to them in their life, what they care most about. And a lot of times my clients, we start making this list. One of the very first things that pops up is family. Somebody who really values family and family values. Can totally respect that. Another thing is how you want to feel when you're with them. Ooh, this is a big one. When you are with them, are you stressed or are you overjoyed? Do you feel loved or do you feel like you are missing attention? Do you feel cared for and appreciated? Or do you feel neglected? These are things that are really important for you to understand. And you write them down now. You identify them now so you recognize them quicker later. Another thing you want to understand about who you want to attract is what you want to enjoy doing together. So this one's easy. This is just a list of the hobbies that you appreciate, that you enjoy the most. What do you enjoy doing in life? And hopefully you're looking for somebody who also enjoys those same things. So if you enjoy travel and learning and education, if you enjoy reading books or taking part in movies, being a part of your community and community work, these are things that you want to write down as a list of ideal ways how the both of you connect in doing things and enjoying doing things together. Another thing to write out when you are looking and understanding who you want to attract are their goals and their morals. What are their goals in life? What direction are they heading? Do they have the goals to start a family? Do they have the goals to excel within their career? Do they have the goals to buy a house? 
Do they have the goals to move abroad? Do they have the goals to build wealth and legacy? Do they have the goals to go back into higher education and get a larger degree? What kind of goals do they have in life? And are they compatible with your own goals for your life? And you can start by figuring out what do you want two years from now, five years, 10 years from now. Also their morals. Are they a good citizen in the world? Do they offer kindness and compassion? Are they spiritual? Do they have faith? Do they operate around prayer? Do they always value and tell the truth? Are they trustworthy? Do they choose courage over fear whenever they're making movements and actions? Do they cheat? Um, Do they judge? Are they dependable and reliable people in life? Do they love their family? Do they love your family? Are they fair? Do they respect other people and other people's properties? These are the things that are really important to write down. Make sure to understand about who you want in your life. Finally, what qualities do you want them to have? And this can attach to morality, but it is also simply just in the qualities rather of their personality. So are they honest? Are they kind? Are they emotionally available? Oh my goodness. That's a whole, that's a whole seminar by itself, right? Uh, to be continued. Are they a hard worker? Are they generous? Are they humorous? Do they make you laugh? Do they laugh with you? Are they lighthearted? Are they serious and and very responsible? So what is their personality like? And you want to think about this really hard because at that base, you then have this person, not only today, but when you're both old and gray, is this person still going to be a good fit for you? And yes, no doubt. People, couples change. They change with all that life brings over time. But when you have that personality compatibility, you end up being in a relationship that learns to change together. And that really, truly makes a difference. Particularly with qualities for a romantic relationship, you're looking at things or ideal attributes, including maturity, emotional maturity, openness, and their ability to be vulnerable, their ability to communicate well, to speak and talk to you and self-express, honesty, integrity, being respectful. Also qualities of the fact that they are independent. Are they affectionate? Do they have sense of humor? Are they positive and see, you know, the half glass, the the glass half full? (laughs) Do they trust Are they there? Are they somebody who is present and reliable and dependable? Do they offer mutual respect for you and your life and what matters most to you? So these are the kinds of things that you're always going to be looking for in qualities of a good romantic or life partner. Hey family, pardon the interruption. I just wanted to share that there is now a new resource available to you from myself and the Do I Need Therapy team. And just a reminder, I actually am a real-life licensed mental health professional. So I write, I speak, I teach, and I train on self-care, love, and relationships, life, joy, as well as mental health and wellness. And I do this every single month. 
So make sure that you tune in to our monthly mental health and wellness workshops and masterclasses. Topics have included thriving through COVID, the 411 on mindfulness, dealing with news anxiety, how to keep depression away, the five love languages now, spring cleaning for the mind, and there are much more to come. So join me. We'll talk live and in person. No serious stuffy presentation here. I make it meaningful and fun and just for you. And we will talk about mental health, life, and relationship wellness openly, loudly, and proudly. To check it out, go now to visit the website at doineedtherapy.com and click up on the top right, masterclass or events. Sign up and I'll see you on the other side. So the number three thing that I wrote about was to use love-centered affirmations. What in the world are affirmations in the first place? I'm sure so many of you family are already familiar with them. For me, I use them almost every single day just to kind of self-coach myself inside of moments where I need positivity and sticking to my hope and my strength. Affirmations are positive statements that can help you to challenge and overcome self-sabotaging and negative thoughts, right? So it's to affirm to say something positively. It's a declaration of a positive thought as truth. So when you repeat them often and you believe in them, you can start to make really positive changes. And self-affirmation becomes a technique to mitigate the effects of stress, distress, anxiety, and all the other mental health stressors, right? So it's important that you also add those into your love life as well. So in regards to mental health, right? Positive affirmations help us focus on how we want to feel. They help us focus on the emotions that are more productive and positive to us to live inside of our everyday. They are powerful phrases that remind us of what's most meaningful, right? And here are just a few examples. And I got them all from Louise Hay, who is a motivational author. She passed away a few years ago, but I still read and listen to her trainings and watch her seminars. I highly recommend her, Louise Hay. And she writes awesome love-centered affirmations. I want you to really listen to these and even speak them to yourself. Remember, these go whether you're in a relationship that could always use improvement or you're looking for that relationship of the love you desire. Love is coming my way. I choose to see clearly with eyes of love and I love what I see. I am surrounded by love. I attract only healthy relationships. I deserve love, romance, and joy and all the good that life has to offer me. Some of those meditations I use personally inside of my own life. So for you, choose an intention that speaks to you most. Write it down. Speak it out as a declaration to yourself. Yes, aloud, because your subconscious actually not only processes your thoughts, but also hears what you're saying, right? So write it down, speak it out loud, put it in a journal, write a sticky note, put it in lipstick on your mirror, all kinds of things just to make sure that you connect with it on a daily basis and you declare to yourself that you are ready for your best relationship to appear. Number four, identify and work through limiting beliefs. 
So limiting beliefs are thoughts that get in the way of what you desire, what you want in life, what you are seeking in life, such as finding a great love. You can have a limiting belief, your ability to find that great love, whether you're in a relationship and you're struggling right now through it, it's been stressful and difficult, or if you're out on dates and struggling just to have a good one, inside of those moments, you could have the limiting belief that you are possibly not capable of finding that great love. Or if you're dating, you might believe there are no good men or women left out there or that you don't deserve the type of person you want. The belief leads you to view dating as futile. So while these beliefs can keep us all stuck, it is absolutely possible to work through them, right? One of my favorite singers from my culture and heritage, Bob Marley, you know, he talks about you have to overcome the devils with a little thing called love. Love connects us through the negatives, through the devils. <laughs> so take some time to think about what limiting beliefs you hold around finding a good relationship. It could be thoughts that replay in your mind or things you say often. Make sure you just take the time to really identify them. Once you know the beliefs, ask yourself why you believe them. Did you ever see this example of a positive love relationship in your life? Were you ever in connection or witness to one. Perhaps you were wronged in a previous relationship and it just feels like betrayal will always be a part of your love story. So you have to also understand why you believe them. So take some thought into that as well and come up with a list of reasons why that belief is not true. Okay. Come up with a list of reasons of why that belief is actually not true. Think of real life examples of this belief being wrong or come up with as many examples as you can, that would be really very powerful. For example, one of my beliefs being wrong is because I, I know I have a baby face, but <laughs> I am, I'm older than I look. So I look to Viola Davis, who found her love later on in her life. And that love is just beautiful. She shares such a strong bond with her husband and it has meant so much every time I see her picture where she talks about their relationship. She found her love late in life and it is still just as powerful as anyone who would have found their love as high school sweethearts. Another thing you can try out is whenever you notice yourself thinking of a limiting belief, practice counteracting it. For example, if you believe you're unlovable, notice that thought and counteract it with the fact that there are people in your life who love you and who have loved you in the past and they love you now as well. Or if you counteract it with the things of positive statements, the one that we just finished, right? It makes a difference. Limiting beliefs can be unconscious too. So you might need time to go through all of this or help bringing them to light. Talking with a loved one that you trust, but working with a therapist also can help you realize these beliefs you hold so you can really truly begin working through them. And remember, this includes if you're in that relationship currently or you're still looking and seeking one. Either way, it's always important to confront your limiting beliefs. The final thing is number five, and it's really simple. It goes back to one of my values that I shared with you earlier about self-care, and that is the reminder to be in the best relationship with yourself. This step is really hard <laughs> for many of us, but deep love develops when we're also open to loving ourselves, honoring ourselves through self-love, through self-care, through self-awareness. 
Lucille Ball, right, from I Love Lucy, she broke open the doors of not only herself, but her co-star, Desirnaz, as a Latin leading man of comedy. So you have to realize there's so much that is possible, but you start it first from yourself. She says, love yourself first and everything falls into line. So how can you cultivate more self-love in your life? Here are some ideas. Take a moment to sit quietly somewhere, take some deep breaths, and you're working on generating and feeling the love within you. It sounds very abstract, <laughs> you know, very woo-woo, but you know, the truth is, is that when you can sit with yourself and give and receive love all in the same, it is not abstract. It's very definitive and you can feel it when you take the time and the moments to also extend that love to yourself and those around you. So speak to yourself in that love and kindness, and then make sure that you are expressing it to you and those around you as well through kindness, through being honest, through doing good deeds. And you're wanting to continuously express that as you move and operate every day with yourself and with others. Another way is find what truly matters to you. Go towards it and focus on what personally gives you joy in life. This is such a big one. Find what truly matters to you. What brings you joy, right? And do more of that. Do more of that. I'm not saying in neglect to your responsibilities, but there are certain values, certain accomplishments, certain goals that always bring you more joy than others. And sometimes you just want to make sure that you're prioritizing what delivers joy to you, life joy to you. Another thing to consider is make a list of what you'd love about yourself, right? A list of your accomplishments. What would you want your ideal partner to appreciate about you? And you make a list of those things. Are you really funny? You have this great sense of humor. You tell the best jokes. Are you extremely kind and compassionate and giving? Did you achieve a promotion that you were extremely proud of this year or an accomplishment, you know, at work that you're extremely proud of? Um, you are the best sister ever. <laughs> you know, you work really hard to be a good daughter. What are those things that you appreciate about yourself and you hope that this potential partner could appreciate about you? And hey, maybe write yourself a little love note in there as well. Finally, find ways every day to show love and appreciation to yourself. Send yourself positive thoughts. Put reminders of positive thoughts on your phone, right? Whenever something dings or alarms, it's a positive thought. You can set those up inside of your phone. Read something encouraging that gives back to you. Watch something inspirational that speaks directly to you, your spirit, your soul. Treat yourself well. Don't talk to yourself in negativity. No negative self-talk at all. Don't talk yourself down. If you're struggling through a moment, you're going to coach yourself through it instead because you are your most important person in your life. And when you treat yourself well, you know that you're setting up the building blocks for treating your best relationship well too. And the more you love yourself, the more love you exude and it comes through naturally. So if you're looking for more, don't forget to check out the blog where you can find my article, Manifest Love, Five Steps to Your Best Relationship. 
and feel free to comment and tell me your thoughts. You can also do so at the contact me page to let me know what you thought about the article or our podcast episode. I'd love to hear what you think. So as we wind down, I hope this was helpful to you in your own process of always checking, you know, do I need therapy inside of how it relates to your love and relationships? But I most hope this was helpful to you just in your own journey of love. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Do I Need Therapy? If you did, please tell a friend and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're tuned in. If you're always on Instagram like myself, come check out my page. I've got lots of tips and tricks on life and mental wellness. Ask me your questions. Plus, tell me what's on your mind, even if you need to figure out if you need therapy. And for my Facebookers and all my Twitter peeps and my Pinterest pinners, I'm online there too. In fact, I'm everywhere at April and Dell. Meantime, I can't wait to chat with you again on the next episode. So, till then, peace, love, and mental wellness. Come in, come in.